about the abundance mentality. One of the things in this 30-day challenge we encourage us is to live from a position of strength. The enemy wants you to feel weak. The enemy wants you to feel desperate, to believe like you are not capable, that you know there's something you don't have. But you know what? We are changing our mentality. We are beginning to live in the state of abundance that the Lord has promised us. And so we encourage you to be a blessing to somebody. There's always somebody out there, by the way, who you are doing better with. You may look at yourself as if you are down and weak, but somebody is looking to you and say, oh, I wish I could be like you. I wish I could be where you are. You know, the, there are those who have never been to school who, who can't even speak English. They are looking at you who can actually speak English and you can navigate a phone. You can even be in a meeting like this that's being run in English and they say, wow, I wish I was like you. You know, I wish I could just be able to speak English. I wish I could navigate these gadgets and also be able to connect on Zoom. You know, and here you are, you know, thinking that you are so down, but there's someone looking at you and say, oh my God, you're so blessed. I wish I could just get a quarter of what you have. And I think that is really the essence of life, this understanding that you are really a blessing. Wherever you are right now, you are really a blessing. You are really blessed of God. And we need to discharge that. We need to live like we are really a blessing. Because the enemy wants to, to focus you on what you don't have. He wants you to focus on other people, what you have seen other people. You have seen people with cars and you, you don't have. And so he wants you perpetually thinking about what you don't have. And you never look at what you really have. And there's somebody just down you looking at you where you are. Even you have a job and he's, well, oh my God, I wish I could just have a job like with you. And you, you are there saying, oh, I wish I could have a bigger job like somebody else. But there's someone who is really admiring where you are. You know, and, and and I think this is the whole essence of understanding that today you're blessed of God and walking in that blessing and walking in that spirit of generosity, time, you know, using your time, talent, treasure, just to be a blessing and knowing that you are already blessed. Um, very, very important revelation uh, because the enemy would like us to be completely in a haste, always chasing something, chasing that which you don't have, chasing what you have seen other people have. You know, chasing this and that and that, and really not stepping back and saying, you know what, you are really blessed where you are. And so start manifesting that blessing now. And as you do that, the Lord will continue expanding and expanding you in Jesus' name. So the abundance mentality is absolutely key for us. We remind, testify what God has done for us as we fill this blank check. 
that all these things will be given to you as well. We've already received a lot of, lot of testimonies of what God has been able to do in that this that day challenge. And generally, as we have continued to meet here every single morning, you know what? All these things will be given to us as well. John chapter 10, verses 10, we declare together, the thief comes only in order to steal and kill and destroy. And I came that they may have and enjoy life and have it in abundance to the full until it overflows. Another promise from God that he came that we may have life, we may enjoy it, and we may have it in abundance. Those are declarations we make every morning. And that's the secret behind our daily prayer. Where we are saying the Lord, you know, to where we are asking him to flow through us, infinite love, joy, peace, purpose, and prosperity. As we have been praying every single morning, because he has promised that we will have life and we will enjoy it and we will have it in abundance until it overflows. And then John 14, 6, join together, the Bible says, Jesus answered, I am the way and the truth and the life. And no one comes to the Father except through me. And all of us say, amen, amen to that. Remind ourselves of our daily disciplines again. Take some time, carve out some time during the day. Give that time to yourself. Walk out, connect with the nature. Switch off your phones. Um, don't allow any interruption from anyone. You owe that to yourself. You know, if you are working, you have lunch break, cut it down. Carve out some 10 minutes and just spend time with God. Go out there, walk, just sense the rhythm of nature, switch off everything, disconnect from everything that's happening and just allow the Lord to minister to you through what is happening around. Look at the noise. Look at what is happening around. Uh, maybe you are you work in an office. Get out there and see what is really happening in the day life. Look at how other people are struggling. Um, sometimes when you are indoors, you don't really know what is outside there, what is happening. And being out there will just help you appreciate, even if you are not able to walk alone in a place, you can be, you know, in the middle of people, just observing what God is doing around us. Then take, of course, a lot of water. We say, let's remain as healthy as we can. And with that, we want to dive into the lesson today. As the Lord is going to enable us in the short time that we have, your perfect day meditation. Your perfect day meditation. We cannot overemphasize how important meditation is in our lives. And I think it is something that we have never been paying a lot of attention to. We have heard a lot about prayer and we do a lot of praying. I don't think we have been very good at meditation. Yet in the Bible, you'll see a lot of, a lot of all the, the, our, our, the, our spiritual fathers, the people that we follow, they spend a lot of time in meditation, meditating on what God was saying. And so this morning we pick it up again there on a perfect day um, meditation. And as I go to just introduce, uh, one of the things I noticed, and, and it happened very early in my uh, in my life, when, I, when uh, the, a time came in when I wanted to uh, I, I wanted to buy a car. And when you're buying your first car, it, it can be a very um, it's not a it's a very important thing. It is it's a very uh, I think it's a very critical milestone in your life. Um, you know, being able to just buy a car and be able to drive yourself and, and you know, determine when you are leaving, determine when you are coming, uh, determine which route you take and what time you take. A car brings a lot of freedom, um, you know, when, when, you, when, you, when, you when you have it. And so the, when, when I came to buying, the, you know, the car, of course, you have got all these ideas of, um, you know, what car you, you like to buy and you look at your budget, you look at how much you can afford. And um, I knew that I wanted to buy a Peugeot at that time. Uh, those days, Peugeots were very, 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 very good cars. And 
you know, the, the first car that I that that I that I, I I came around to buy was a gray car, and the person that was selling to me the car uh, came and told me, "Yeah, this car is good. It just never had an accident. Looks very good." And um, out of caution, I took it to the dealer for them to have a look at the car. It was gray, gray in color, and I really liked it for some reason. Um, you know, that gray color resonated, um, you know, it resonated with me. And But when I took it to the dealer, um, you know, they looked at it and the dealer told me, no, no, this car has had an accident. If you look at the engine at the front, you'll notice there's a welding that has been done. And I was so disappointed because, you know, I had wanted to have that car. It was my perfect, you know, uh, color. Everything looked great. Um, and so I couldn't buy that car. I had to you know, to leave that 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 deal and 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 go looking on. But what I noticed is that from that moment on, every I started seeing gray cars around me. Um, you know, gray cars were all over. I would see them on the road. I was picking them up. Oh, there's a gray car. Uh, before those gray cars were on the road, but until this time when I'd wanted to buy it, I, until I wasn't seeing them, but they were always there. Those gray cars were always there, but all of a sudden they were popping up everywhere. Gray car everywhere on the road. When I'm in a bus, I can see, oh, there's a gray car. There's a Peugeot gray car. And I started picking them up and I almost knew the number plates of each of those gray cars. And what I wasn't, um, later on, shortly after that, I, I got a gray car um, that someone sold to me and, um, and that became my first car. It was gray in color. Some of you will, rem will remember it because it was all over the place. But what I'm trying to say is what had happened was over, over the time, I toyed up with this idea of a gray car. I'd meditated on it for so long until it had become me, until I could almost touch it, I could see it, I could feel it. And eventually a gray car became a reality. And when it comes to uh, when it comes to meditation, the power in meditation, when you meditate over something, um, when you when you meditate over it over some time, um, you know what you are doing. You are becoming familiar. You are becoming familiar with it. You know you are becoming familiar with that idea. That you know what God is saying. You are beginning to walk it, and then what tends to happen? It becomes a reality in your life. And so as we talk about, uh, you know, perfect day meditation or dream life meditation, that's really what we are throwing up with the idea that actually, if you can be very clear about what you like your life to unfold and be able to meditate upon it and actually know it and touch it with a lot of clarity, then all of a sudden you'll see it begin to take shape and becomes, a, you know, it will come to pass in your life. There's a way that God directs everything, resources, attention and with it until it becomes a reality. So I thought I should just mention that as we begin, because of course, when there is barrenness in your life, um, you know, a clear glimpse into your future can be all that you need. Sometimes we are barren, we have drought in our lives, and we don't know how, what's going to happen. And when you're in that state, if you can have a glimpse into your future, then that can reignite your hope. You can say, okay, I may be barren right now. I may be going through this drought or this challenge. But when you have a clear glimpse of what you can, of or what your future can unfold, it all of a sudden gives you, energizes you. And that's what meditation does. It enables you to have a glimpse of the future, um, you know, today and sort of reignites you again. It gives you um, clarity, it gives you the energy to continue moving. Um, because as we have said, no man lives until he has found his purpose or his vision for his life. 
If you have not found your purpose, you are still not living. If you are not clear about the vision, you are still not living. Until you find your purpose and you start living your purpose, you are just sort of towing up with life. And we pray as part of this 30-day challenge, the Lord will challenge us. And we've talked about how do you find your purpose? How do you identify what you have been called to do? Because no man lives until they have found their purpose. And of course, vision. This one thing I do, that's why Paul declaring, he kept saying, this one thing I do, I'm focused, I'm looking forward, I know what I've been called to do. Paul was very clear about what he had been called uh, to do. And as we turn to Genesis chapter 24, verses 62 to 64, in this whole idea of your perfect day meditation. In Genesis chapter uh, 24, verses 62 to 64, the Bible says, now Isaac had come to Belahai Roy, for he was living in the Negev. He went out to the field one evening. And I want you to notice that it was in the evening to meditate. And as he looked up, he saw camels approaching. Rebecca also looked up and saw Isaac. She got down from her camel. And the, you can read the rest of the story. And um, this was when he was looking for a wife. And his, his father, Abram, had sent him, had sent his servant to go and get a, a wife from their home place. And I, it was a journey, of course. It took some time. And as the servant was gone, you know, this young man was sitting there waiting and hoping that, um, you know, the servant who had gone would come back with a wife. And we see him on the evening walking out to go and spend some time in meditation. The best times, again, to meditate is always early in the morning or in the evenings when there's least destruction. And we see him going out into the field to meditate. Going out in the field means he was alone. He wanted to be alone. One of the things when you're doing, you are, you are spending some time meditating on God's word and meditating on a subject, on an issue, or something that God is teaching you. You want to be alone. You want to be out there in the field. That's why we encourage you also to find time and, and just go out and connect in the field just alone. It's good to just carve out time on your alone. There's too much, there's too much crowds around us. And that's why even the Lord Jesus Christ, when he was doing his ministry, he would withdraw and just go out and be alone. And he, he ran away from the crowd. Crowds can, can kill you. Crowds can drain you. Crowds can demoralize you. Crowds can drain all your energy out of you. And so you have to find a way of just disconnecting from the crowd and, and going out into the, into the mountain for you to be alone. And it's in moments like that that you can really meditate and, and really come into, into contact with God. And so um, he went out in the field to meditate. And the Bible says, as he was there, he looked up and he saw camels approaching. And Rebecca also looked up and he saw Isaac. And, and that was the beginning of him getting a wife uh, in that period. So the key point here is that he carved out time to go out and really meditate. And as he was doing that, a wife appeared. And I can imagine this is not something that he was just doing one. You know, you know, it was an habit that he, that he had. And he got, uh, the Lord answered his prayer. Yeah, the wife arrived. And it's the same thing again in Genesis chapter 15, uh, verses, five, uh, verses um, 5 to 7. You saw the story of Abraham when the Lord took him out and he was having a drought of a child. It's, you know, things were not happening in his life. And the Bible says he took him out again. Uh, so the Lord took him outside and said, look up at the sky and count the stars. If indeed you can count them, then he said, so shall your offspring be. Abraham believed the Lord and he credited it to him as righteousness. He also said to him, I'm the Lord who brought you out of the childless to give you this land to take possession of it. That's Genesis chapter 15, verses 5 to 7. So when Abraham was experiencing a drought, 
Again, the Lord took him out into and start telling him, I want you to look, I want you to meditate, I want you to look at, at the skies and see what, what I'm going to do for you. And so every time you carve out time and you spend time, you know, with God and meditating on this, on, on this, and they, the promises get revealed in your life. And I think we haven't been doing enough of that. I, I've been challenging myself as well, carving out time and really meditating on what God is, is doing in our lives. And, and, and that's, that's really, um, you know, what happened. And Abraham got a, 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 got a, got a child. In Philippians chapter 4, verses 8, the Bible says, Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Other versions say meditate upon such things. You know, take time and meditate upon such things. Whatever is pure, whatever is right, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent and praiseworthy, meditate on such such things. And in Psalm chapter 1, Verses 41, this is just sort of the biblical foundation on meditation. Um, verses 1, the Bible says, Blessed is the one who does not walk in step with the wicked, or stand in the way that sinners take, or sit in the company of mockers, but whose delight is in the law of the Lord, and who meditates on his law day and night. And it says that person is like a tree planted by streams of water, which yields its fruit in season and whose leaf does not wither. And the Bible says, whatever they do, whatever they do, prospers. So again, we're just looking at the, the importance of meditation here. He said, blessed are those, you know, who do not walk in, you know, in step with the wicked or stand with the sinners, but whose delight is in the law of the Lord and who meditate on this law day and night. Again, we are seeing the importance here of meditation, where you're carving out time and mulling over, being familiar with, you know, as we said, um, you know, as we meditate on God's word and his faithfulness, we are looking to become familiar with God's desired state, God's desired state and God himself, you're becoming familiar. So when we come in and we talk about today, your perfect dream day, dream life, meditation, you are trying to become familiar with that which God wants to do in your life. You have written it there in your dream life manifesto. You can see it very clearly. You you know what you'd like the Lord to do for you, what you like your vision, your, your dream life to be. You have clarity on it. And when you come out to meditate upon that perfect dream day, you are trying to become with it. You become, you're trying to become familiar with that which you are believing God for. It has not yet come yet. But you are going in a spiritual meditation and you're becoming familiar with it. Because as you do that, all of a sudden, you start seeing it coming to fruition. You shall become yours, which shall be able to hold. And so it's, it's, it's powerful uh, when you are able to meditate. So how do you do this? What is your perfect dream day? The best thing to do this is uh, to ask the question, what would your perfect dream day look like? I know you have written things there, things that you like the Lord to do for you. Maybe you have, a, you know, you've, maybe it's a home. It's, it's, you know, there are many things that you're believing God for. But you start by asking the question, what would a perfect dream day look like? If, when, if the Lord comes through for you and he does it for you, exactly those things that you like him to do for you, how would a perfect do, you know, day look like? So you move into that perfect day. How would that perfect day look like? That's you begin, you know, asking yourself, how do you look like? You know, where, where would it be? You start saying, you create clarity about the place. Uh, you know, where would you be? Where is that place? 
What time of the day would it be? Because you are moving into a perfect dream day. Where is that place? Which country? You know, which, you know, which town, which state, which nation? You know, where would you be? Where would that perfect day of yours be? What time is it? Because you're trying to move in that perfect day now. So, you know, which, where is it? Um, is it a home? Maybe you are believing God for a home or something big to happen in your life. How would that perfect day look like? What is the time? You know, who are you with on that day? Are you alone? Maybe you are there with your family or your friends. Um, who are you with? Um, you know, and you are waking up on that perfect day, that perfect day that just happened. God has done it for you. And now you are waking up on that perfect day. So where is it? Which location? What's the home? Maybe what are you what are you trusting God for? How that perfect day look like? You wake up. Ah, what is the first thing that you do? Is it in a house? You know, which side of the bed do you wake up with? Maybe you are alone and, you know, or you are with other people and, and, and you know, you imagine it. You come out. Maybe it's a business and, you, and you're imagining the business is thriving and you're there opening up, waking up going to open the business and I'm running it. I mean, it's doing well and, you know, everything is moving well. Maybe it's a ministry and, you know, you are touching people's lives and the place is full. You can hardly even find time. Your office is full and, and you know, the, you know whatever it is that you're believing God for, maybe it's a perfect house that you've been believing God for and, and it's there it's in the beaches, we have always said, and on the mountain or whatever it is. But you know how you know how did it look like? What time of the day is it? Maybe it's your finances. You're believing God for you know your financial situation to improve. And how the perfect day look like? You'd wake up and how much money would you have in your account? And and you are imagining you can afford anything. And you have everything that you need. Your breakthrough has come in. How the perfect day look like? Maybe you'd wake up and you'd say, let me visit the bank. And you're carrying your checkbook and, and you're walking to that bank and, and people are receiving you now because you have more than enough and people are shaking your hands. All of a sudden, the bank managers are giving you some good treatment because you're one of their biggest clients there. You know How the perfect dream day look like? You know, dream your perfect day. And as you do that, you're going into a meditative experience. You're taking those deep breaths. You are bringing yourself together. So you're ensuring there's no distraction. You're repeating your mantras. You know, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I'm living on purpose and I'm not late. You are driving all those. But the idea here is, as part of your meditation process, you are trying to enter into your perfect dream day today. Because if you can continuously do that, all of a sudden, it shall begin to manifest all around you. And I don't think we do that a lot today. The more you make it real, the more you make it real. The more you can touch it, the more you can experience, the more you can attach your emotion to it. All of a sudden, you see your entire life getting focused, removing the noise around you, all the distractions, and that which you are believing God for, you start seeing it come to pass one after the other. Meditation is powerful because whatever you can meditate on, whatever you can enter, whatever you can experience, it becomes a reality. And I don't think we do this a lot. There's so much noise around us. There's so much demands on our time. And the crowd is just pushing us. You know, our demands on us, whether it's from family, from friends, from children, from work, all these things, they, they make us not have enough time to meditate on what God is doing in our lives. And because of that, we miss out on many things. But the perfect day meditation is designed to enable you to go into your perfect dream life today. And it has not yet happened, but you're experiencing it today. And if you keep doing that, 
over time. Uh, we're introducing you to the concept, but the more you can keep doing it, the more you can keep doing it. Every time the Lord speaks to you about something, you hear God's word, you carve out time, go into a time of meditation, think about what God is saying to you and listen to it and begin to experience that which God is promising you. You live a very powerful life and you start seeing miracles happening in your life. Things you have been chasing for, for years, are never happening. You begin to see them aligning and happening and happening because now we are not only hearing the word, we are not only hearing the word as we read the Bible, but we are also now meditating on it and we are now beginning to have focus, to have clarity and it's powerful. The, the psalmist, you know, encouraged, said, those who delight in the law of the Lord and those who meditate day and night. The Bible says those people, they are like trees planted by strips of water. They yield their fruit in season. And I pray there shall be no more delay. You know, when you're yielding your fruit in season, it means there's no delay. Things are happening when they are supposed to be happening. You know, things are happening on time. Because sometimes the enemy attacks us and we have delayed everything. We have delayed finances, delayed breakthrough, delayed appointments, delayed businesses, delayed, um, you know, projects. And we pray as we understand and get in the power meditation, all these delays will disappear. It says, we'll yield our fruit in season. And it also says, the, the, our leaves does not wither and whatever we do prospers. And I pray this morning, as we understand the power of meditation, not only will we yield our fruit in season, our leaves will not wither, but whatever we do, is going to prosper. Whatever you are believing God for, that which is in your heart, that which is your dream life vision, that which you have put down together is going to happen exactly as it is. Because as we meditate upon his word, as we grant to meditate our perfect dream life, it shall happen exactly as that. Try it, try it, try it, try it. Come and give us the testimony. You know, we can only say these things here, but until we are able to try them and experience and see what God is going to do. You can't know the power. And so today's exercise, you know, again, you have written your dream life. We are encouraging you to go into a meditative stage and imagine that dream life today, following the steps that I've shared with you here. And as you do that, we'll be amazed at what God is going to do. I can only be excited about the testimonies of what God is going to be doing among all of us who are here as we learn this art of meditating and especially meditating on your, on your dream life, your perfect dream day. That day, the perfect dream day happening in your life. Because once you do it, just like my gray pigeon, I started seeing them all over the place and eventually it became a reality. And I pray it shall happen exactly like that for you in Jesus' mighty name.